my dear friends, the following story is written up in a number of places in slightly different ways, but the general story is the same. The story is about Reb Shmelke of Nicholasburg. Shmelke of Nicholasburg was one of the Talmidim of the Magid, of the Mezritche Magid. He was also a friend of Rebbe Limelech of Lizhensk. Rebbe Limelech of Lizhensk was once in the Mikveh, and he heard a voice from Shemaim that said, the Reb Shmelke of Nicholasburg is having a lot of problems from his community. The people in his community were German Jews. Nicholasburg is in Germany. They weren't Hasidim. They didn't understand what Hasidus is. And they didn't understand how their Rebbe, their Rav, Reb Shmelke, is a great tzaddik. They thought he was doing strange things. He was davening for a long time. And, and his whole way of serving Hashem was very strange to them because they were German Jews. You know, German Jews do everything very exactly the way it says. You got to do it. They follow the instructions and then they go home and they have a good time. So Rabbi Shmelke had a lot of tzorahs from them. They made him a lot of problems and they, you know, they wanted to, to fire him and send him away. So... Rabbi Melech heard this voice that said that anybody who's going to help Rabbi Shmelke will, will, be a, will have a big schos, a special schos. So Rabbi Melech decided to travel to Nicholasburg to see what's the matter. When he came to Nicholasburg, um, he came to one of the cities um, before he arrived in Nicholasburg, he came to one of the cities. Rabbi Shmelke heard that Rabbi Melech is coming. So he went and traveled to that one city outside Nicholasburg to meet Rabbi Melech and to welcome him to his city. No, then he invited him to come to Shul because uh, Rabbi Shmelke was about to give a drasha for the community. And in the drasha, Rabbi Shmelke was giving some deep inyanim you know, concepts, uh, Pilpul and Gemara and then Hasidis, the, you know, deep in Yanim. Rabbi Shmelke finished, so Rabbi Lamelech said to Rabbi Shmelke, give me permission to, uh, to say a few words for your community. And Rabbi Shmelke said, okay, no problem. Rabbi Melech stood in front of the Oren Kodesh and said, I want to tell you guys a story. He said to the community, the shul was full of people. It says there was once a very famous poet's account. His name was Potocki. He traveled from Poland to many, many countries. He liked to visit the world. He had with him a wagon driver and a secretary. Right? They would take care of his financial things, of all his things. And the wagon driver was driving them to all kinds of places. So once they came to a country where nobody knew who they were, so the wagon driver and the secretary made a pact, they made a, a deal between themselves. He says, listen, let's kill the pirates. And um, I, the, the secretary, you'll be 
the new pockets. You'll pretend you'll put on his clothes. You'll be the pockets. And the wagon driver will say, will become the secretary. Everybody will be promoted one level, okay? So the, the, the secretary and the wagon driver, the balagola, made it like a little of a plot, right? To kill the pockets. And they did that. They killed him. And the secretary said, okay, I'll be the pockets now. I'll put on his clothes and I'll take all his money because he had a lot of money with him. And I did travel together. He and the wagon driver, the Balagola. The Balagola was now officially his secretary. And he, the, the secretary, was now the Poritz. And they traveled from country to country. Now, once they were traveling somewhere, they had a lot of money. There was no problem with money because they, they robbed, took away all the money from the Poritz. So the, um, the secretary, who's now become officially the new Poritz, um, got sick somewhere in the city. So he invited some doctors in that city, in that town. They should come and see what he needs. Maybe he needs medication. So they gave him like very gentle medication, like expensive medication, but that was very gentle, not, you know, not so strong. But he took the medication. It didn't help him. So finally, they called a simple doctor. No, not a big doctor. Till now he had big doctors, you know, fancy doctors, like very famous doctors in the city. But he said, okay, finally they called like a simple doctor. And, you know, he's a guy from a village, you know, the village doctors. Village doctors are not so great and not so good. When they called this village doctor, um, he gave him like a very strong medication, you know, because he was like a simple doctor. He didn't know had to give him like very gentle medications. He gave him like a strong, strong medication. And like, you know, like a medication you give to peasants, people that are, you know, peasants are usually have very strong bodies because they work hard in the field. So they need different types of medication because their body is different. When you work hard in the field, like a peasant, then you need different type of medication. So the, the, the simple doctor who was used to giving medication to peasants gave this poets, right, who was not really a poet, he gave him the, this type of medication. And below, and look what happened, he became better. So when the big doctors gave him the nice, fancy, and gentle medication, it didn't work. And this simple village doctor was able to cure him with these rough, strong medication. Because this is the kind of medication he was used to give. And uh, so the, the, um, he went back to the big doctors, the poets. The big doctor said, how come you couldn't cure me? And this simple, stupid doctor was able to cure me. He says, what did he give you? He gave me these very strong medications. He says, tell me the truth. Are you a peasant or are you really a poet? A nobleman, like a poet. Oh, so he said, well, really, I was a, 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 I was a peasant, but uh, I became a poet. He said, ah, in that case, we understand. We thought you were dressed like a poet, like a nobleman that is used to delicate stuff, and so we gave you delicate medication. Had we known that you were just a peasant, then we would have given you much stronger medication, like your body needs a different type of medication.
So, Rabbi Melch said, you see, this is a marshal. The Rabbi Shmelke of Niklisburg thinks that you guys are like very, very tamidichachamim, you understand deep in yonim. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't know what it means for a Jew to do an Avera because he's such a tzaddik. He can't even imagine even doing Averas. He thinks, you know, everybody's like him. You know, they learn and they, they, they love Hashem and they can't even think of doing an Avera. So that's why he gives you these deep drushes which are fitting for big Talmud Chachamim and big Chassidim. So that's what he gives you. He says, but you know what? I am a small doctor. I'm a simple doctor. And now we're going to give you rough medications, like strong medications. Medications that's fitting for crude people, people like, like peasants. And he started telling them all the Averas they did. The Barabbalah started revealing to them every single Avera each person did in the last few days. And he showed them, he said, you see, he pointed to the front of the shul, but the Mizrach, all the important people sit in the front, but the Mizrach wall, and all the rich people, and he pointed to each one and says, you did this Avera, you did this Avera, you did this Avera. He told them all their Averas. And they all realized that Rabbi Lemelch knows everything. So they all got all, started all crying and they started doing tshuva. And um, finally, they realized that they had mistreated Rabbi Shmelke. And Rabbi Lemelch told them, you see, your Rebbe, is, your Rav is such a great tzaddik. He thinks you're also tzaddik because he's, he's so... He can't even imagine that you're doing an Avera. But I know the truth about you, and I told you everything that you did. Now you got to go and ask forgiveness, Bechila, from Yorov, and be nice. And from now on, I want you to be nice to him. So they said to him, you're right. Well, from now on, we're going to be nice to Rabbi Shmelke. But they said, there's one problem we have with him. He hardly sleeps at night. Rabbi was known he slept maybe, maybe two hours a night. Sometimes even less than that. And they said that he's very tired. We can see on his face he's tired. Can't be a Rav who's always tired. A Rav has to have his mind clear and fresh so he can think about the questions people ask him and the dintoiris that he has to do between people that have disputes. You have to have... And, and they see him learning all night, all the time. So Belamelech says, okay, that's a valid complaint. So when he went back to the house of Rabbi Shmelke, he told Rabbi Shmelke, listen, they all now want to do tshuva and they want to appease you, but there's one complaint I think they're right. They're right about. You need to sleep maybe one hour longer. Instead of two hours, sleep three hours. And they're right. A rov has to have a clear head. You can't be tired and exhausted like this. And Rabbi Shmelke says, no, he's able to do it. He's done this all his life. And he said, no, no, no. Try, you'll see, you'll sleep one hour longer. You'll see your whole day will be different. And that night, Rabbi Shmelke listened, and he slept and slept, of, instead of two hours, he slept three hours. The next morning, he came to Shul, and Rabbi Shmelke would have shachis for the Ahmed. And that morning, because he slept an extra hour, his davening was very different. It was so much excitement. He was singing. People were like, 
wow, they couldn't believe what they were hearing. It was so sweet, so beautiful. The way he was singing it was a regular day in the middle of the week. But he, he dove with such excitement and, 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 and simcha. People were like amazed. When it came to Oz Yashir, which we say in the morning on Shabbat Shachis, um, where we talk about the song that the Jewish people sang when they were crossing the sea, when Hashem split the sea for them. So when he said the Shira, he suddenly started saying with such excitement, everybody in the shul was like, felt that they were actually crossing the Yamsuf. He says people felt literally they were in the Yamsuf singing together with Rabbi Shmelke. And Rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu. And all the Jewish people, they're singing Oz Yashir. That's how it felt. They felt the great miracles, the, 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 the revelation of Hashem. So much so that people, not realizing that this was only in their minds, they started picking up the bottoms of their jackets, the bottoms of the jackets, so they wouldn't get wet, right? They were afraid they would get wet. But then they, they realized later this was just because Hashemilka said the davening in those Yoshe with such a special way that they felt like they were by the Yamsov. So then Hashemilka realized that when he slept one extra hour, everything was different. His davening was different, his learning was different. This is one version of the story, the way I heard it from a Rebbe, famous Rebbe in Europe, and he heard it from other tzaddikim before the war. But there are slightly other versions of the story, but not for now.